Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. And he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just, you know, it's terrible. It's just terrible. Welcome, everybody, to Hack City with a special, I guess, also surprise guest. There was no tease on the show. CAA Commissioner Joey D'Antonio is joining us. It's been a while since, uh, Joe, you've been on the show, probably about two years. I remember I was still living in my parents' house uh, when we last talked, uh, but uh, some things have changed, uh, but a lot of things have changed with the CAA also. Glad to have you on today. Thank you so much for making the time. Well, Sean, thanks for having me, and uh, don't be a stranger. Let's do this again sooner rather than later. How's that I definitely sound? would like to. Uh, I guess... <laughs> Uh, odd start here. Um, I, some people are concerned about this, but Joe and I have recently been selected to uh, to vote in the uh, FCS top twenty five polls uh, nationally. So I, I think having this, I might have to interview a couple other uh, FCS commissioners, so as to not be as biased. But I had to start with you, former con- uh, commissioner of the conference that uh, Joe and myself played in. A big change here. You went with the uh, the uh, the name change from the colonial to the coastal. Can you walk me through the process and the decision to make that choice? Uh, I've seen a lot of feedback on both sides. I personally love the the, the change uh, to the name, uh, but can I get a little bit of a uh, background for the process and then uh, the decision to move? Sure, Sean. So, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to. I may take it in reverse order if that's okay. But let let's start with just the decision. I'm gonna go back to what I said in our press release, it's really a culmination of three years of work, right? And certainly you're never done with the work, but we started with the aspect of wanting to expand both the full member conference and the football conference uh, to put us in a position uh, to make sure that we were going to be both sustainable and competitive going forward as a group. And in a point in a point in time within the structure of college athletics, where there's a tremendous amount of instability, we just even saw some announcements yesterday right. that, that would show that. Okay, uh, I, I really think from a standpoint of stability, we've put both the CAA and the CAA football conference in a really good position. And I credit you credit our presidents, our athletic directors, our SWAs, conference staff. Everyone worked together on on these endeavors and. If it's it's really a culmination. Then, if you take it forward, we have a it's a it's a new new group of members. We have a new geographic footprint that really extends up and down the entire Atlantic Seaboard. New vision statement, continued commitment to excellence within the conference, and we just felt as though it was a point in time where the the name didn't really represent who we were in terms of if you go back to the genesis the almost 40 year history of the conference 75 years of CAA football if you go back to the Yankee conference and the A10 then the CAA uh you know the, back 40 years ago when the conference was formed colonial was very appropriate somewhat based around the Virginia area etc now when you look at our expansion and and where we stretch from if you if you add football and full member schools together we go from Orono, Maine to Charleston, South Carolina, really up and down the entire Atlantic right. seaboard. So we really just felt that the sea, the coastal word fit us, number one. 
folks were really pleased with the acronym CAA. They felt that that had some equity, some brand equity in it. So we wanted to try to maintain that if we could. We were able to find, find a word that began with C that really fit what we wanted to do, kept CAA, kept the logo, and we're going forward. The process, to answer your question about process, uh, the full member board of directors kind of charged the conference with looking into this. We formed a subcommittee that consisted of presidents and athletic directors from both the full member conference as well as the football conference. Keep in mind, there are members of the football conference, right, that are not in the full member conference. So we combined everybody uh, into a subcommittee. That subcommittee made the recommendation of uh, really three things. Number one, changing the first word from colonial to coastal, keeping the CAA logo and word mark and uh, permitting us to go out and hire a third-party entity, which we did, to help us to create a little bit of a sizzle reel, which I, I thought really came out great, uh, to, to help us not only announce the name when we did it a couple a week ago, but also have that kind of to use as we go forward in, in our stadiums and arenas during the course of this upcoming year. So that's really what the process was. That's that's why we did it, and I'm happy to take any follow-up, but hopefully that gives you a little snapshot. Well, I really like it. I feel like it's modern. I feel like it is uh, professional. It sounds like a conference name. It makes a whole. It makes sense to me, and I hope that uh, listeners and, and fans of the CAA uh, can reflect that. And change is tough. You know, I, I grew up in D.C. There's a football team here that's gone through three name changes in the last six years. So I, I've seen how people can react to something as simple as a name change for a conference. Uh, but the conference is also uh, member changes added NCA and T and Campbell this year. I spent some time at Campbell last year for the yearly uh, FCS trip. Interesting school, uh, very nice school, I thought. Uh, good football program as well. Uh, they seem passionate about football. What were the uh, what drew you to adding those schools to the CAA, and then additionally the expectations for them moving forward? Well, let's let's keep in mind that as it relates to a situation of how did we choose the schools that we added, right? We've added five institutions over the last three years. Yep. Uh, really, really, there were three central pieces that we were focused on. Number one, and it just kind of goes back to what we just talked about, there needed to be a geographic fit, right? No, no disrespect to any schools out in the Midwest or on the West Coast, but they're just not a geographic fit. So that's that we wanted, wanted to kind of stay in that Atlantic coastline border. So that was, that was number one. Uh, number two, there, there needed to be a synergy and a commitment uh, just to the overall academic aspect of what the institution is doing, both both student-athlete-wise and student-wise. And, and certainly in those two institutions, that you, two institutions that you just mentioned, as well as the other three that we've added, great institutions academically. Both of those institutions have, have some really great, not only academic programs, uh, but are also certainly committed in that area and committed with their student athletes. And then finally, that last aspect, Sean, of being just committed to the overall well-being and development of their student athletes is something that we needed to see. And in both of those programs, we know that we have that. So if you fast forward then just to simply what's on the field for the upcoming season and what we're looking forward to, you know, two really good, two really good institutions, uh, football programs that I see kind of on the rise. Uh, Vincent Brown uh, takes over at um, at A and T, coming from the defensive coordinator at William and Mary. He's going to do a great job there, and obviously Mike Minter, uh, well established at Campbell, 
both both gentlemen uh, established NFL careers, uh, really good guys, uh, gentlemen that that care about certainly the winning of their football program, but also deeply care about the overall development of their student athletes, and that's what we're all about in the CAA when it's all said and done. Now, I'm not asking you to to you know disparage another commissioner or league or anything, but uh, you spoke on keeping everything and all the programs, schools in the same geographical region. And we've seen in the FBS how there's been some straying away from that. Do you think that that harms tradition of college football? Or do you think that, it, like, just general thoughts on deciding, just, I guess, USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten. A lot of people, and you could even go back to Rutgers and Maryland doing that. Sure. Some people have thought that as, as negative. Some people see it as, oh, I just want to see more good football, more good supporting it. It's more good softball. I mean, UCLA is a great softball team. Uh, and you have, it seems like, a different opinion on doing that regionally. Do you think that the student-athletes having to travel those great distances take a, a toll on that? Uh, just, I, I, I don't see a lot of commissioners saying we want to keep everybody this close together and tight-knit. Do you think it's an advantage to have everybody in the same region? Well, here's the thing, right? Certainly – we value student-athlete welfare in every decision that we make. Uh, it's very difficult for me to say that what is going on in terms of the movement of other schools and other conferences is good or bad. Certainly, you always like to see regional rivalries kept intact. I know that that's – I think that's an important part of what we do. But I think on the other side of that, Sean, you also have to understand when you're talking the aspect of FCS football versus the aspect of FBS football, you're really talking about two completely different things. Right. You're talking about, you know, the the ability for those teams to be able to get on planes and fly to games. I'm not going to say it's easy because no travel like that is easy, but it's just part of what they do. Whereas our programs, while while we will have teams travel, you know, one of the intentions of the expansion of the league and the growth of the league, and, and something that we've worked very closely with our athletic directors and president's on is trying to manage costs. You know, you go back to the way I answered your first question. You may, you may or may not recall, I mentioned two words. I mentioned sustainability and I mentioned competitiveness. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And that's really been the driving force behind all the decisions that we've made. So in expanding the footprint of the football conference and allowing for there to be a greater level of regional games played, one of the scheduling pieces we've worked on is trying to limit you can't do it with Maine, right, because Maine's a little bit of an outlier. But we have been able to create a scheduling format where we're limiting all of our other institutions to one in-flight conference a year, in-conference in, in flight a year, right. playing an eight-game conference schedule, four on the road, four at home. Out of those games you play on the road, three of them, three of them are considered bussable. Now, a team might fly on a bussable game. That's their decision. But three of the four are considered bussable. One of them will be a flight. So, you know, that's how we're trying to manage the overall success of our league in terms of being both sustainable 
and also being very competitive. Uh, I, I, I understand. I, I think we took maybe one flight, two flights max from Rhode Island. We took a bus down to Towson. We took a bus up to Maine. So I, I could see how that would. Uh, and then obviously, if we were playing a, a Kansas or Central Michigan uh, to open the year, that would be a flight. Uh, but I guess that's coming from their budget. Uh, sure. Some news came out in June this year. Uh, not The NCAA was working on levying an $11 million minimum for teams to move from the FCS to the FBS. Uh, are you in support of this move? Uh, do you agree with at least that being the minimum? And then I guess general thoughts of the pros or cons of teams moving from FCS to FBS? Because every time I see a team, I'm like, ah, oh, man, that was a good team that moved up. But then I can see the flip side of the coin. Sam Houston State did a lot for the FCS when they were they won a national championship, highly competitive, drew a lot of eyes, had a lot of a lot of really good players, and then you see a, a, a North North Dakota State, a Villanova, good teams, good programs that have stayed in FCS level. So, I guess general thoughts on the uh, the new, I guess, proposed minimum for moving up. Yes, yeah, so I'll answer it in two ways. Uh, number one, just let's talk about institutional decisions, sure. right? And I think we we use the same mindset at the conference office and within our conference. We're going to continue as we go forward to make decisions that are in the best interest of the CAA. Those institutions that you mentioned, whether it's Kennesaw, James Madison, Sam Houston, you know, they've made decisions that in their mind are in the best interest of their institutions to go from FCS to FBS. So you can't you can't disparage or, or 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 look down on anyone that's made that decision. If they think that's the best decision for their institution, then you know I give them a lot of credit, wish them luck, and hopefully it works out for them. Uh, our job, obviously, at the FCS level is to try to be as successful as we can with the member institutions we have at the FCS level and try to run within our conference the best conference possible. And then in terms of the role that we play in the FCS championship, and I, I sit on some different committees with other commissioners, you know, just trying to make sure that we're providing the best opportunity possible for the student athletes that are able to participate in that championship playoff field. So, you know, that's that that's part of it. In terms of the in terms of the the fee that you've mentioned, and I think most recent legislation has downgraded the entry fee. It was five thousand. I think the most recent piece of legislation I've seen is going to be voted on here in a couple of months has increased it to five million. So you'll now have to pay $5 million as an entry fee. You know, here's what I'll say about the entry fee. Uh, you'd like to think that institutions that have made the decision are ready to go at all levels, right? Facility-wise, financial-wise. Full commitment. Uh, full commitment, right? If you're going to do it, you should, be, you should be all in, and it should be the best decision for your institution. Right. So I don't look at the $5 million as a deterrent. If they're going to do it, they're going to do it. Uh, I have had one, one or two people say to me, well, maybe what you should do with the $5 million is put it in an escrow account, and once they prove that they're ready to go, maybe give it back to give it back to the institution. I think what it really is showing, Sean, is they want to put something in place because five thousand is probably way too low, right? They want to put something in place that if you're going to make the jump, that you're really committed to making the jump, and this isn't some decision that's just been kind of made off the cuff, which I'd hope nobody's doing anyways. But I think the five the five million puts some backing behind that. I would say so. Uh, and then the programs and schools that have seemed to have the most momentum come from 
investment. It comes from facilities. It comes from recruiting. Uh, if you have a good NIL backing, uh, good use of the transfer, everything that can prove solid commitment towards a program, whether even if you're just a good basketball school, you know, uh, Rhode Island, for example, fine at football, fine. I'm not going to I'm not going to plead my case that they should be higher in the polls right now. I'll save that for my vote. But uh, but basketball, they, they invest in the basketball and they show that even though they're not in the CAA, if they were to be, this is a product and how they've built their practice facilities, uh, the coaches that they hire, the way that they manage upkeep and, and hire. That is a, a program and a sport that takes itself seriously. So having that, I think, is a good indicator of moving conferences if you can prove that you're taking it seriously and not just trying to get a, a couple years of exposure. Like we, we talk about uh, Tarleton State when they came up. They said, okay, cool, we're moving up, and then in two years we're going to go right to FBS. And the initial reaction on the show, I say, uh, was was poor. I, I didn't enjoy that, but then started seeing a little bit of commitment, started seeing that they're really trying to go uh, hard and, and push themselves forward. And I've kind of developed a respect of, of programs that are saying, okay, it's time. We're really going to go for it. That's fair. Yeah. Those are, you know, those, those are, those are fair statements. It goes back to what I said too. If they're, if they've made the decision that that's in their best interest, give them credit and wish them right. Well. Uh, last question for you here, Joe. Um, Every year, I guess the last couple of years, uh, we've done a yearly trip uh, to a – we put it to a fan vote of which FCS game to go see. I'll give you a special vote. Which game should Joe and I make a venture to? I'm partial to the CAA because I don't have to travel out west. We've been to South Dakota State uh, to see them play uh, North Dakota State, and we were at Campbell last year uh, because they, they won the vote. If you had a vote uh, to place, where would you send us this year? Well, I'm going to be biased, obviously, right? Why don't, why don't you do Why don't you do what I'm doing and and take in a double dip on September 23rd? You can see you can see your uh, beloved Rhode Island Rams uh, take on Villanova at Villanova, and then you can jump right in the car and go up and see UNH at Delaware at night. So there's an option for you, two for one. Special. You know, right, Delaware. I've got I've got good memories of Delaware Stadium at night. We we got a good win there in 2019. I was happy about that. Uh, but uh, awesome. I mean that. I like the vote. I like the vote, Mr. D'Antonio. I, I think, I think we're going to have to pitch that, and maybe the CAA uh, fans and listeners can get uh, get behind you on that. We'll put that in as the uh, the first official vote for the season. Thank you so much for uh, coming on the show. Would love to do it again. Would love to get you in season, get your thoughts on uh, maybe how the, the playoffs are shaping out, how the teams are going, uh, all of that. So thank you again for your time. Happy to do it anytime. Never a problem. Of course. CAA Commissioner Joe D'Antonio. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.